Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope things are going on pretty good for you. Um, we're in our countdown to December right now and things are just, you know, well, we thank God for everything. And, um, you know, I just want to, you know, just really appreciate God for everything that he has been in my life and, you know, the things that he's done. My last episode, I was just thanking him for being an ever-present help in time of trouble. I think what I like about the Lord is he helps me make sense of things going on around me in my life and things like that. And, you know, he just really helps me. He's my rock. He's just really my rock. And, you know, when I hear... I like it when I meet people who I can sense that they're on a similar walk with the Lord and that, you know, he's, you know, we're drinking from the same fountain. I always like to use that word because it then shows me, it sort of like, that, you know, helps to confirm to me that God is real. And sometimes there's some of my sisters, spiritual sisters that I talk to, it's almost like we're on different aspects of the same journey. So sometimes on an issue is like, I know the first part, they, they know the second part, or they know the first part, and I, I know the second part. And we just, it's just really awesome when we come together and we see how God uses our lives as like interlocking stones. And I am able to, I've had experiences that are helpful to them. I can say a word in season. God gives me a word in season to them that really just comforts them, takes them over that situation, that emotional space that they're in at that time. And in the same way, they also do the same for me and it happens in such a way sometimes very you know in such a way that you just know that this is god it's it's just so spiritual so deep so impactful and you know divinely orchestrated i just know that this is god i look forward to the day when the veil of this earth and this natural life will be lifted away whether it is through the I, passing of the body or whether you know i look forward to that time when all of us will see the truth as it is but i also pray that even before the time when the veil is fully lifted that one is able to really see who god is you know he's he's and experience him in a real way actually that's my my life's quest i want to experience god in a real way and i i realize you know this thing they say about be careful what you wish for i think that has happened to me because god has allowed me to see some things that i know that it's even difficult for me to explain it to some people because I can't even explain it, you know. So, and and sometimes I'm like God, but why did you allow me, you know, to, you know, let's just say there's some things that I have seen, you know what I'm saying, and and I sometimes I'm like God, why did you allow me to? See? But He says, but I know you want to know. I know you wouldn't like to have passed through this earth and not know that this is how the world is, and this is how you know. So I, you know. I know you you want to know, so that's why I have shown you. And I say, yes, you're right, actually. I would really have hated to have passed through this world completely ignorant. And then I get to heaven, I'm like, what? You mean, really? You know, so he knows me. So he has, over time, he's beginning to show me things that... <laughs> a part of me wishes, like, oh my goodness, please, you should just have kept me in ignorance. But a greater part of me is like, yes, it's painful to see. It's painful to experience. It's shocking. But I'm glad that I I'm glad that I know you know and um, I look forward to working with him more in his power in his understanding 
I mean, when I look at the lives of Jesus and all of them, these people confronted so many things. You know, they dealt with spiritual problems. They dealt with emotional problems. They dealt with physical problems. They, they, because really, if you say that you believe in a God, God should be able to help with emotional problems. God should be able to help with spiritual problems. God should be able to help with medical problems. God should be able to help you with everything, with intellectual problems. You know, if he's, if there's, if he's really God that is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-creating, if every knowledge came from him, if all wisdom, everything came from him, he should be able to help with everything. So I don't like this whole thing of compartmentalizing God and saying, okay, this is only what he can do. This is only what he can do. You know, I'm not interested in that because that's not what God says about himself. Let's say God had said, okay, I'm only the kind of God that you can come to for this kind of thing. All the other things I don't get interested in, then that's fine. But no, God says, I am the beginning. I am the end. All things were made by me. Without me or not anything made that I was, was made. You know, he says that he's the beginning of all things. He says that all wisdom, all knowledge is hidden in him. He says in Christ is hidden all the treasures of, uh, treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Everything is hidden in Christ. So no matter the, you know, astrology, astro- whatever it is that we may say we know, Jesus knows from the things we do not know, both what we know and what we do not know. All because all, he's the source of all wisdom and source of all light. So... If that is who he says he is, and I have received that testimony, I want to experience him in the fullness of who he says that he is. So that's really my life's quest. And, um, you know, so, and of course, that's not something that just happens. You have to grow in the knowledge of God. You have to grow in your own passion for him. And I must confess, it's really tough in this natural world because everybody is focused on themselves. The way the modern world is right now, we are very self-involved. Everything around us, even the people that we use as role models, they, you know, the role models too are encouraging that self-investment, um, that self-focus, that self-centeredness. People who are selfless are looked at as very odd right now. And unfortunately, even in Christianity, we have also taken that on board where we think of ourselves first before others. The Bible does not teach things that way. Jesus Christ says that the Son of Man came to serve others and not to be served. And he also says that the servant is not greater than the master. So if the, if, the, if, the father, if the master served others, then we also know that we need to serve others as well. And that was why Jesus washed the feet of the disciple. I think it was Peter he did that too. Because he wanted him to know that you have received this calling. I have called you to be my disciple. It's not for you to now be lodging yourself as masters over other people. But rather... If I could wash your feet, then you must wash the feet of the other disciples. And it was, you know, there's so many things I read in the Bible in those days. Many when I was much younger, I didn't fully understand the significance. I thought he was just being, you know, just being dramatic, you know, or you know, for that time and all of that. But now that I'm older and I'm able to look at the world and see how things are, I realize that that was a very deep spiritual message he was teaching about the need to serve others and be more concerned about the well-being of others than you are about your own well-being even though he's not saying don't care for yourself he says but care for others as well and care for others more than yourself do not put yourself ahead of others but what we see in the world today is everybody is putting themselves ahead of others so and while on a um personal level that may look like a very sensible thing to do but then by the time everyone imagine a world where everyone puts themselves ahead of others it will be chaos 
nobody will respect any of any other person's right to live people will take both from the people they should take from and people they should not take from i mean it will be horrible you put yourself before your before your wife before your children before your the people in the community you know you just ride rod shove uh, roughshod over everybody whether it's going to take something from them, whether it's going to kill them, whether it's going to destroy them, whether it's going to hurt them, it's going to harm them, you, you don't care. So we cannot have a world where everyone is putting themselves first. That was what Jesus was um, preaching against, guarding against. I wanted to make sure that his disciples show to the world the different way to be. That even though they carried himself in themselves this great power of the highest that enabled them to exercise dominion over the works of darkness, they will not use that as an occasion or as a reason to then lord it over others and then become these self-centered bigots who then think that they are better or they are superhuman human beings who deserve privileges and rights over and above others. That was not who Jesus was and that was not what his disciples were told to be. And his disciples obeyed. And they continued in that humility and in that service. Even the Apostle Paul, who joined them later, continued as well. Very humble men, living a humble life, preaching a gospel of power, but not walking in that power for personal gain or for personal position or status. So I, you know, I find that, and, and you know, for me, it's a bit frustrating because I find that, maybe it's the circles, I don't know. I find that, I, I feel bad that it's so difficult. It's actually quite difficult to walk in the ways of the Bible in this modern life world that we're living in. I think it's more difficult now than it has ever been. I think because the world has just progressed on a journey of self-actualization, exaltation of self. And I think in traditional communities, you know, there was more of that communal thing. I think there are still communities who have that communal thing. I think it's very much strong in Asia, in the Middle East, and um, you know, so, and, and many parts of Africa. But in the urban areas of Africa, which is where I live, in my country, Nigeria, we're losing that sense of community. People are being very individualistic and they're not caring about the community. And even in Africa, at a leadership level, the leaders are very individualistic. They're not caring about the community, which is why the African continent has, particularly Sub-Saharan Africa, has the challenges that it has because the leaders put themselves first before the needs of the people. So, and that is a very evil way to lead. It's a very evil, evil, E-V-I-L, evil way to lead. So I, I see that we as Christians, we have to be the counterculture. We have to be the salt of the earth. We have to be the light of the world. We have to be the people doing things differently in the way that Jesus prescribed. But unfortunately, what have we become? Conformance. We have become exactly like the people of the world. We just have a title that calls us Christians. We're not differentiated in our words. We're not differentiated in our actions. We're not differentiated in what we do. We're not in, in, differentiated in our lifestyle. We're not differentiated in any way except for the fact that on Sunday mornings, we go to church, we clap and sing, we pray, and we celebrate the festive holidays. Where, where in, in behavior, we're not differentiated. So now, that, that is a real pain for me because it's so easy to fall into that trap. And somebody captured this well in something that I read, where you are, as a Christian, you are morally good. So it's possible for me as a Christian, I'm morally good, 
I'm not doing anything bad in quotes, but I'm not serving others. I'm serving myself. And that's the kind of Christianity that I think even the good ones amongst us are doing. So, and I was, I think I was, that was more or less what I was doing. Whereby, you can't tell me that I don't, I'm not lying, I'm not killing, I'm not stealing, I'm not doing any of those things. I'm morally good, but I am living my life on my own terms. I am not putting, I'm putting myself first and foremost above others. And it has become such a part of me. I have to just confess that. It's tough for me. I mean, it's, that's one of the, I think, greatest struggles that I think the Holy Ghost has with me. For me to break out of that shell and actually begin to live a life where I'm putting other people first. I have... I, I, I support people in some way, but if I want to put it in comparison, I think it's 80-20. 80% of my life is focused on myself, my family and my needs. 20% is focused on, on, on people. And... I don't think that that's the way God wanted. I think he would prefer the other way. 80% on people, 20% on myself. I think so. I think that's the way he would want it. And so I am still trying to work. And thank you, Holy Spirit. I think that's a very good way for me to, you know, to, to look at it, how it should be in my life. I think, you know, I always work with data and numbers. I like that. So so I'm on that journey of increasing my um, lifestyle service to people and the thing of the kingdom. Um in the way that God would want me to, rather than being so focused on myself. Because I kid you not, you know, like I said, it's very possible. When Jesus made statements like, it's not everybody that calls me Lord, Lord, that will really, you know, is, is will enter into my kingdom. I mean, I, I, I was always fascinated when I heard that. I was like, what does he mean by that? But I realized that the reason why he said that is because to be a disciple of Jesus is not just it doesn't start and doesn't end with just professing him and I think that's another error that I think has somehow filtered into the body of Christ people just think that once I give my life to Christ I confess him as Lord he's my Lord and Savior the mercy of God is upon me you know they just think that that's that and they don't need to do anything more they don't know that or we don't know that the scripture actually teaches that that's just the beginning of another journey so what you've done is you've closed the chapter on the life that was, you know, directionless and following after the pattern of the world and the devil and all that. But you have now opened a new chapter. I have opened a new chapter when I received Christ. And it's now the beginning of another journey. A journey that has a, 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 predita- a destination, a required destination. And when you say journey, journey, you're at the beginning of your journey. That means you have some way to go. You haven't... Um, giving your life to Christ is not the destination. It's the start of a journey to the destination of eternal life. And that journey continues while we are on, on the earth. So God commits to us the ministry of reconciliation. We're then to begin to reconcile others. You know, there's just so much. And these were things we were taught back in the day. But now it's just about coming to church and praying about your own problems. It's just, we've just lost We've lost our way, honestly. That's my honest view. And if you're listening to this and you resonate with anything that I'm saying, please just um, give me feedback. There's a portion in the podcast where we can just send replies to the to the host. You know, just send me and let me know what you think. But this is what I sense and this is what I see. So this is what motivates me to do these recordings and to spend this time reflecting upon the Word of God. And if you notice... It, this is more even me assessing myself because I also I realize that this is an area. Of, I mean, I'm I'm. This is something I need to work on. 
I am too self-involved and the, you know yeah and like I yeah just too self-involved it's too self-involved and the bible says that we have to die you know it, it, we have to it says the person that will lose his life will save it but he that will save his life will lose it and um and it talks about denying ourselves and following the cross so it's a journey that i'm still on and i just trust that the lord will help me it's you know um the lord will help me to really just see what i need to do how i need to do it and just lead my life the way that he would want me to so i'll leave it at that point i have no idea what i'm going to call this musing but by the time you see it recorded but you you should have known what i've ended up calling it you know just this is just me reflecting on the difference between what the word of god says and where my life is at and um, i wish there was someone around me that i could model the lifestyle from and i think there are people around me that i i think are doing better on the people service side what i am i think there's just what i'm missing is that kingdom mindedness in everything that is being done i still see some element of self in some of the even some of the people that i'm I am modeling with, and I I just don't I don't want that for myself, so I am I'm taking that modeling in the areas that I I feel is right, but I'm also shutting away those aspects that I, I, I you know that is not I don't think is helpful for me as a person based on what I see in the scriptures, um, and it's an ongoing thing I think for everyone. We will always have this test and this trials, but I want to grow. I want to be able to look back and say I am growing. That's the thing. So I, I think I just need to do some things differently, so that I can assure myself that I'm growing. Cause I can't continue to be saying, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this, but I'm not making any changes about it. So I pray, Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that you will help me in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, help me as well to grow in the knowledge of you and to be more like the child of God that you want me to be on earth, living your ways, your paths, and serving others in the same way as you did. A true disciple in word, in deed, in faith, in love, and in purity. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.